Hello, hello. Hey. Greetings, friends. Welcome <laughs> to this. <laughs> welcome to this Adjourner Sisters podcast with Gail and Joyce. We are sisters in Christ and postgraduate art students inviting you into our coffee chats about art, faith, and life. Fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. <laughs> All right. On today's episode, we are addressing the question, how do we respond to our assignments at school? Mm-hmm. And I guess related to that question is how do we as Christian artists incorporate our faith into our practice? 100%. Let's go with you first, Joyce. All righty. Well, I think the first thing that comes to mind is our assignment is ultimately assigned by God. Mm. But we recognize that, you know, we are students in secular institutions and the world is hostile towards Christianity. Yeah. And we need to be mindful of that. And as Jesus told his disciples before sending them out, you know, we need to be as wise as serpents, but as innocent as doves. So I think we could definitely apply that idea and those instructions um, to our school and education because I think we shouldn't focus too much on what can we do to win people to Christ I think Mm -hmm. our focus as students and artists are what can we learn and what can God teach us and do through us because we are channels like we are vessels that you know God fills us with his Holy Spirit and we are called to be salt and light, but, you know, we can't have saltiness. We can't have light apart from Christ. And Christ says, you know, on the cross, he said it is finished. So he's already accomplished what needs to be done. We are just invited to be co-laborers and co-heirs with Christ. So I think for me, every time I receive an assignment, I, read through it a couple of times, sometimes several times. And I think I try to pray about it and Mm. ask God, okay, God, I've been given this assignment. Please reveal truth to me. Help me see as you see and help me see as my tutors see this assignment. And I really try to dissect the question or the prompt and asking myself, critical thinking questions like why did the tutors give me this assignment what are they trying to discover what am I invited to discover and I guess with my first graduate diploma assignment we've been given the task to respond to a written manifesto that my group has written and Due to the coronavirus, I ended up returning to the U.S. sooner than I expected. So I wasn't part of that initial brainstorming writing process. But my first tutor that I met actually told me that I was in a position that it would be easier because I could just respond to the manifesto that was already written. 
as opposed to being part of that writing process and then responding to something that I've been part of writing. Um, so I'm responding to my group's manifesto that is titled C is for create. And I would divide the manifesto that my group wrote into three different categories. There's a category that is focused on individuality. So what are the things that make an artist or designer an individual that's unique? And um, also the second category are different things that highlight um, the importance of helping people that have been marginalized, befriending the alien. Um, also, um, how do we break down barriers? And the last category for my group's manifesto kind of deals with environmental issues and being resourceful and sustainability and how can we leverage what's around us to create. So my project is fourfold. Um, my response to the manifesto includes a short film where I'm pretty much portraying myself as myself during different points of my life. So there's going to be five main characters. There's a eight-year-old me, eight years old was when I was baptized. There's oh, wow. a 13-year-old me, which I would say is the age that I finally understood what it meant to, you know, be a follower of Christ on my own versus just following what my parents are doing and teaching me. And then there's the 18-year-old self is when I went to university after I graduated from high school. Then there's going to be a 23-year-old self, which is me today in the present age. And then the last choice in my short skit is who I aspire to be when I'm 28. So it's pretty much a five-year gap between each choice. And then the second element of my manifesto project is a fantasy novel. And this novel is pretty much a collection of different people I've met in my life. And I pretty much journal. I write down a bunch of things. And then on top of that written page, I take watercolor and I just paint over it. So it's just pretty much a layered fantasy novel. Um, and it's kind of like combining the elements of a children's book on top of each other. So it's like the mm. written form overlaid with the illustrations. Right. And then the third element of my <laughs> manifesto project is my nonprofit organization. I am mm. our auction house. And I'm trying to build a, a model of how I envision the physical building of that auction house becoming in the mm -hmm. future. And my final, the final part of my project <laughs> is, <laughs> it's what I talked about in the last podcast, which is a care package that is resembling a book but do you know those Bibles that, you know, you can put it in a bag cover and then you can carry it? Okay, right. Yeah, so it, it looks kind of like that, 
But then if you open it, there's a user manual that you can fill out different questionnaires and journals and then there's different activities you can do and then the other side of it has storage so it's like a kit so you've got like different art supplies and I'm even even I'm trying to include like plant seeds and you know little activities that the user who uses this care package uses to help them heal um, mm. So it's designed for college students who are going through, you know, challenging times with anxiety or depression, and it has a specific niche or niche <laughs> for <laughs> international college students. Yes. So those are the four <laughs> elements of my project. Sorry, that took a long time to explain, but I'm really looking forward to the presentation on Friday because each element of this project is exposing um, very personal parts of my life, I guess. And also I'm just being really vulnerable with this project and I hope the tutors will like it. And yeah, yeah. uh, I think let's, let's, go into that further because I think the first element that one struck me the most in terms of you depicting yourself in several different times in your life I feel Mm -hmm. like that's something that all types of people in your course will probably be able to relate to Mm -hmm. in some way or another you know even if they may not remember their childhood they may have children of themselves maybe for example and Mm -hmm. they'll be able to see or just imagine it to resonate in a different way so that will be that would be really cool oh thank you yeah it yeah. sounds good and um, it also makes me just think about like childlike faith because mm-hmm. I mean, that's the goal even... actually okay good that's good because like even how you were mentioning that like, so young that you were baptized and then then you began to come into yourself a bit more about your faith and mm-hmm. standing on it on your own two feet your own two feet it's yeah, it's really interesting to see that transition and how also it's broken down into sections so that it's it's bite-sized and able for them to kind of understand, like grasp mm-hmm. somewhat what you're what you're dealing with. So it sounds sounds interesting. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited because this is something that I never thought I'd be able to create. Yeah. And it's also something that I I know that I want God to be glorified through it and Mm. just it's it's pretty much a manifestation of my testimony right but I'm how do you feel though how do you feel about like the response that you could potentially get because right do you get will they be embracing mm -hmm. that so what I'm doing is I'm trying to be as subtle as possible So, for example, in my fantasy novel, there's this character who's kind of like my (laughs) alter ego named Joe Lake, Um, because Lake is what my middle name, Lynn, means. And there's this chapter that this is the beginning of this story where she's, this character is immersed into the water kind of like a baptism but um I'm not going to be like you know she was born again and she received the Holy Spirit I'm, I'm gonna say like 
you know, she receives her colors because she's an artist. And so when Mm -hmm. she's immersed in the water, the sun, who's supposed to represent Jesus in this story, gives her the gift of the colors. And the colors is a representation of the Holy Spirit. Mm. So it's kind of like I'm emulating the style of C.S. Lewis with the Chronicles of Narnia, because I think even non-Christians can appreciate the literature of C.S. Lewis and Tolkien. Yeah, so that's that's what I'm trying to to do. Um, But I definitely would like this project to spark conversations of why did you do this or what inspired you to create this? And I think it would. I think it would bring a critical voice to it as well as a welcoming and encouraging voice. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what we kind of spoke about in terms of being in a secular environment. There is there is going to be the, okay, why is it like this? Why did you decide to choose this? And, you know, but then it's, it may not always be a hostile environment. It could just be a genuine, like, questioning to mm-hmm. kind of get you thinking, like, how yeah. better can story tell and depict spirituality right. within your work? Do you mm-hmm. get what I mean? Because yeah. those things are really, like, basic elements, like mm-hmm. the sun, yeah. like the colour, mm-hmm. like the water, right. you know, and that's the whole childlike thing that you're talking about in terms of storytelling this, these are things that kids will be able to grasp and be like okay I understand this yeah. okay sun gives me colours or do, do you get what I mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so that sounds it sounds cool thank you yeah, it sounds good wow I'm, I even want to be there I'm wondering whether I can tap in and join the zoom conversation <laughs> or whatever. be like who's Gail <laughs> Exactly. You let her in here. <laughs> God. <laughs> exactly. Oh boy. All right then. Well, that's that's cool. Um, Thank you. I think with me though, like, as you were talking, in all honesty, I think, I think I struggle in in this mm-hmm. in the area of you know where they they give us, because I mean for us it's, it's slightly different. We have three units. Yeah. We have set things that we have to do. It's like it's self-led in terms of our projects Mm. so I'm the one that makes my content I'm the one that makes my methodology yeah I'm the one that does my research on on what I want to research about and so I think I've had that struggle especially in unit one to kind of figure out okay what am I actually doing and how am I going to then even incorporate God into my work and then mm. in, in a way and break it down in such a way that they would understand and not only necessarily to understand but to appreciate it mm. you know like to see it for what it is as 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 in when I say that I mean you know theology is also an important element of writing and of research you know mm. so there's philosophy there's scientifical things there's you know TED talks there's all these kind of things that you can draw evidence from but then to draw evidence from a sermon or from uh, um, a theologian in the past or preachers from the past is I don't it's it's interesting because I think it changes the dynamic they Mm -hmm. don't really I don't think they would really expect it Um, and so anyway that's kind of what 
I've been thinking about, but I'm still gonna do it anyway. Mm. I'm just like, you go, girl. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna put it in anyway. You know, if there's a sermon that's talking about uh, identity or the self mm. or the soul, mm. I'm gonna put those things in because that's what my work is about. It's about the soul, um, ultimately. And um, so, yeah, I think I do think. I've experienced the struggle as well in terms of uh so there was a presentation I did at the start of uh this year in January um but it was to end off unit unit one and we (laughs) we all basically had to just talk about our topics like what we're Mm going to be researching how we're going to move forward into unit two Mm -hmm. and I realized that as I was sharing my my um presentation, it was as if I was arguing or making mm-hmm. an argument. And it's one of those things where it's like, no, the Bible stands for itself. It mm. offends whoever it wants to offend. Like Amen. um <laughs> it do you know what I mean? It cuts yeah. to the core. It does. You know? Yeah, it's it's separate, it's bone from marrow, you know, mm-hmm. soul from spirit, like it goes to the depths of somebody's being and and it has the power to do it itself but I felt like maybe and maybe I probably didn't no actually no I no I don't think so look at me having a war with myself because in my head I was thinking <laughs> I was like did I understand what we're supposed to do but yes from what I remember I remember my tutor kind of talking to me and saying you know you know if you don't see Christian artists um in 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 the 21st century world like standing boldly and professing their faith as well as being artists then you should say that so I remember that conversation so I kind of was standing from that viewpoint of you know I don't see other artists who are who want to stand and be Christians as well as doing um artwork and so I just felt a bit like uh just exposed in a sense Mm. and so it's it's kind of interesting yeah it's like I want my side I want my work to be how do I explain it I want people who are non-christians to be able to relate and understand my work but mm. I also know that they probably won't and so it's about being comfortable in that mm-hmm. space yeah basically but I know? think I think it also could be a challenge God is giving you to be open to the possibility that there is potential for them to relate yeah and I think that's our you know our assignment from God is like, how do we stand in the gap, you know, between, you know, Christianity, faith, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, and the world, because the world does not want to be exposed to the light, but the light will keep shining, you know? And I think just being mindful of that and how God uses these challenges to, sanctify us and I was just reading Matthew 5 48 when Jesus says you therefore must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect so 
Jesus is perfecting us and enabling us to grow more like him, which is challenging, especially when, you know, there is the fear of man, there is the desire to be accepted and to be at peace with everyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah. We, and the thing is, it, it is knowing that your work will rub against the grain. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that it, it just when you're a Christian and you go into any kind of environment that mm-hmm. is, that could be have the potential to be hostile to your faith and to God um that's just to be expected but mm-hmm. thankfully though like the Lord has been so gracious my tutor and and many other people I speak with though they do not agree or submit to God they're willing to listen yeah mm-hmm. willing to listen, hear yeah, yeah mm-hmm. they're willing to hear the arguments or hear my thread of thought in terms of why I'm doing what I'm doing Mm -hmm. um and they're willing to kind of help yeah you know Mm -hmm. so that that's that's a good thing so though I think my struggle was an inner struggle Mm. it's something that I just have to continue working through and it's something that I recognize because I haven't been in the um I haven't been in these kind of spheres before mm-hmm. in the sense of in be, being in an art school, should yeah. I say. You know, mm-hmm. My undergrad wasn't art-based right, <laughs> at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like that in and of itself, just a change in environment, a change in thinking, you know, it's like my, my audience is different now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay how do I work in this environment and of course you know with anything that's new it comes with its stretch and it comes with its change and it grinds against you so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah when I went to Switzerland um we had lectures at the YWIM um discipleship Mm -hmm. training school and one of the lectures um a missionary told us about tension and he had us all hold strings So there was me and two other students in this BTS. And we each held a string that was, you know, connected to one another. And he said, okay, stand close to one another. And the string drops. And he's like, okay, now stand further from each other. So then we stand and then, you know, move away. And there's this tension in the string. And he kind Mm. of reminded us, tension is good. Like, Without tension, there's, you know, no growth. And so I think, I guess I had this question pop in my mind, like, what are we trying to communicate through our art? Mm. And are, you know, writing blocks for artists, artists blocks, are those necessarily bad things? Um, Because I think like, you know, our tutors are always telling us, you know, demonstrate your process be able to explain, be able to articulate what you're trying to communicate, use critical analysis, all these things. And I think those are all building blocks, you know? So like, they're building blocks to help us develop as practitioners and to help us think not so inwardly, but to learn to think outwardly as well. And help us to, you know, develop greater empathy and critical thinking and learn to have our beliefs challenged which could actually help strengthen our beliefs 
hundred percent. No, definitely. I definitely agree with you. And even um not looking inward but outwards, that that's something that I I ended up writing down on a piece of paper and pinning it onto my studio wall after yeah. having a crit um a critique mm-hmm. um with a group of people on my course and yeah. it it's so important to have that that thought process or that mindset because again it's like what I've mentioned before that art is universal it's a universal language it's something that everybody will be able to understand but again it does need that critique it does mm-hmm. need different viewpoints to yeah. be to prod at you again like so you're mentioning so that you become stronger mm-hmm. and and to be fair it's so true like the more I have these kind of ruffles mm-hmm. in conversations or the more I hear viewpoints that are just so totally different from mine, it makes yep. me more assured in my faith and, mm-hmm. and more assured in my understanding of what I want to do <laughs> as an artist. <laughs> yes, girl. To communicate. No, it's so true. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Yeah. It really does fuel me more mm-hmm. to just ask the Lord to help me to be more clear in what I'm trying to portray to people, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah amazing so what were your thoughts along um, the writer's block I think writer's block is a bad it's something that people think of as bad when it's actually something that can be leveraged for good yeah because I think you know when I get writer's block or like when I don't feel like researching something you know for an assignment or a paper I have to do I and reminded with this, you know, writer's block that I need to just take a step back, take a walk outside, you know, maybe do some exercise, listen to music, play my flute, you know, to do something else and then kind of recharge and then come back because, you know, God even rested on the Sabbath. Like we can't be constantly, constantly producing work like robots mindlessly. I think God is reminding us, you know, be mindful in all that you do Um, and also I think it's a reminder like we need to allow the peace of God which transcends all understanding to guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus you know in Philippians 4 um, Paul reminds the church of Philippi this before he's you know martyred for Christ I think it's just you know those those roadblocks and those detours in life are always blessings in disguise it just takes time to have our eyes unveiled to see that definitely and what a blessing that we have actually to be able to just do different things when we do get into that state where we just can't even think about what to type next or what to Mm -hmm. paint next or whatnot I think I'm at I think I would actually say that I'm probably at that stage right now you know with this research paper Mm -hmm. if I'm all on um so I actually think that um (laughs) <laughs> I'm probably gonna paint today. Yeah, you should. And I, different. Yeah. Oh, um, I think too. Like, if you are experiencing like, you know, research or writer's block, just reminding yourself when you did enjoy that. Mm. So I think me being in quarantine at home has reminded me. Wow, when I was a child. I love to read. I love to research. I love to, you know, learn new things. And the world was my oyster that one day I would 
open and there would be you know just all this knowledge and excitement and I mean this past year when I was writing research papers for my Oxford master's program that I'm doing part-time um that was just agonizing for me because I just was having so much writer's block and kind of even doubting why am I doing this master's degree if I am not enjoying it but then with the coronavirus outbreak I was watching the news and I I saw um, uh, these different hospital ships that were being sent out of my area because I I live close to Newport News which is um, pretty famous for um, the Navy or the, the Naval ship building uh, shipyards. And so mm-hmm. I was seeing these ships from my area bringing hope and comfort to these suffering metropolitan areas. And that sparked a new interest in me to, to research, like, what, where did these hospital ships originate from? And so my next uh, papers is really focusing on you know hospital ships during the American Civil War and I really want to just dive deep into you know what types of flags were used on these ships and you know my experience in Geneva like also has fueled that interest in research because a lot of these hospital ships you know over the the decades um, they ended up using uh, the Red Cross as a flag you know, for the, you know, uh, the Red Cross organization. Um, So enemy ships are not supposed to attack these hospital ships. Um, Mm. So there's just so many elements I was like, wow, you know, it was just a matter of me finding something I was interested in, and then going deeper into that research. And once the ball gets rolling, then I realize like, hey, I actually really enjoy this master's program. I really enjoy researching and writing. Um, but sometimes that block is actually a good thing because I was like, oh, I, I need to find my, my, you know, my specialty and yeah. hone in on that as opposed to being overwhelmed by the plethora of information out there and not knowing where to start. No, definitely. 100%. Definitely. I definitely agree with that. So good. And there's something about just the stillness as well. Mm-hmm. just being quiet and yeah. just stopping everything right. uh, and sitting and then just finding that peace that comes from the Lord and just mm-hmm. regrouping, recentering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's also helpful as well in writer's block. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also being reminded of, you know, the fruit of the spirit, especially patience. And God yeah. teaches us so much about patience through your writer's block. All righty. Well, I think this concludes our our episode. Yes. Any final words? Absolutely nada. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Yes. See you guys.